Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Richie's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be back. Um, Although you're sitting down at this part of the show. We yeah. this, this is recorded to, towards the end of, of the radio show that's going out live at the moment. And, uh, Richie, sat, you sat down. I felt like I've come back sharp. I've come back excited. But at this part of the evening, I have sat down. And I'm wondering whether tomorrow I'll be just as sharp, just as excited. Or from this moment on, where I've sat down, whether that's it, you just get me again. Well, you know, I, I think what it is, you know, sometimes if you watch uh, football at the beginning of a brand new season, there's a few socks that get rolled a bit further down, last five, ten minutes, you get a bit leggy. Yes. I and you just match fitness, isn't it? I think that's what it is. Have you noticed, do I feel sharper today because of my ears? I've had them syringed. Yeah. All right, that's, that's basically what the, the, the time away was all about. Um, uh, maybe what an exciting break. What an exciting break. I think maybe you're shouting a little bit less than you were the previous week. Was or, I shouting? I think maybe you were a little bit because you were kind of not being able to hear in one ear. No, I, I do feel there were things that were like passing me by. I felt like, you know, granddad sat in the corner. But I tell you what, though, and we've talked about this before on the show, you cannot beat the syringing of ears as uh, the most lavish and luxurious medical procedure you can have. It's absolutely fantastic. And every time I get it done, and uh, I'd only talk about this to uh, to you guys. You guys are. are loyalists of uh, of listeners um i do find with the person doing the procedure i want to say to them can you show me what you've got out yeah but you're allowed to though right well it's mine i'm just yeah. you know, it's, it's mine it thing. belongs to me i'm paying for you should it. be able to take it home in like a little jar or something like like you've been fishing down in a lake or something yeah anyway look you've you've turned up for a podcast you don't want to hear this uh this wax chat you know really it's it's just waxy sweat that's what it is you're talking to me now or them <laughs> Whoever wants to hear about it, which is very few people. Here's the podcast. It's home time on a Monday with Bush and Richie, and he's back. The Wanderer returns. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. <laughs> Have you had a nice break? Oh, yes. Good to be back. Thank you very much. I went away and had my ears syringed. Did you? Yeah, it's been a great week. I, I know you were slightly, you fell a bit off balance, because there's nothing worse. <laughs> we don't want to get into it here, but there's nothing worse than having, like, one ear slightly blocked. <laughs> They're all unblocked and you're ready to go. Yeah, oh, yeah. What a wonderful way to start the week. What a cracking way to start the show. Uh, it's been incredibly hot, as you will be sweating cobs listening to this. That's why we're going to dedicate the first hour of the show to Heat Chat and we're calling it the Home Time Hot Desk. It's what our spirits do. We can't not talk about the weather. It's all anyone's talking about. So here's the thing, right? A whole hour cleared out for this. Subjects including, do you keep cool in an unusual way? How hot is it where you are? Can you sunbathe at work? Have you managed to fry something near you on an, you know, an unconventional method? You always see that on a local news bulletin or a tabloid newspaper, someone who's fried an egg on the pavement or a car bonnet. I've never done it. I'd love to give it a try. I love those buildings that are curved. There's that, that, yeah. um, that building down by Fenchurch Street yeah. Station. Um, is it the walkie-talkie? Is it That's that one? That's the one, yeah. And then there's like shops across the road from it. They, they get their carpet singed because it's convex mm. and focuses the rays. All of these things classify as heat chat, and that's part of the Hometime Hot Desk. I'm going to offer up a, uh, a really cheap hack, first of all, that I've been operating by the last couple of days. I call it the anti-Van Morrison policy. Nice. And that is walking on the non-bright side of the street. So the opposite of what Van would do. Opposite of what Van would do, but honestly, it's quite a few degrees difference in it. <laughs> well, I love that. I'm going to chuck in my own little tip, right? What I've been doing, this is honestly true, I've been, uh, like, it sounds a bit weird, but washing my girl's feet... So, the girls in my house. Do, please. Well, like, like you know, Thea is nearly three and she gets, like, super, super hot. She's one of those kids that, you know, when you get, like, a, a kid at school that's got, like, red rosy cheeks and little yeah. curly, sweaty hair, 
wash wash the soles of her foot with a wet wipe, mm-hmm. and it cools her down. I call it doing a Mary Magdalene. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it, it keeps them cool at night when they sleep because you you can actually get rid of a lot of heat through the base yeah. of your feet. So you've got the Mary Magdalene, you've got the uh, the Van Morrison. We I think we've offered up a couple of good solutions so far. If you have an, a, an unconventional way of keeping cool, you would like any form of chat to do with heat. This is it. We want to make Absolute Radio the number one hot weather yes. or patter platform. Uh, Caitlin Halfacre, which is an amazing name, Caitlin. She sounds like a, a, an Olympic jockey. Absolutely brilliant name. Says, ice pack under your pillow. So when you flip it over, it actually is the cold side. I'm going to try that one tonight. That is a brilliant idea. Lloydie is wearing a Jack Grealish-style headband. Uh, Absolute Radio's very own Claire Sturgis says we bought a cat, our cat, a cool mat, but she sits next to it, so now I'm using it. This is very geographically limited, but Alex says when cycling around Tyneside, right. I do laps of the uh, laps of the Tyne pedestrian tunnel because it is always very cold underneath the river. Do you know what the Bristol Bath cycle path used to go down there quite a bit uh, back in the day? That there's a lovely long cool tunnel in there. Can't beat can't beat a long cool tunnel. What's gone wrong with the tube then? That's warm. No, it's a good point. Surely it should be nice and cool down Confusing. there, shouldn't it? Yeah. Should be cool with like the occasional dripping of water and stuff. Lulu has tweeted to say she's currently on a rib ride around Cardiff Bay. Good if you can get it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you're landlocked, that's a bit of a problem. Your, your rib ride. I don't even know what a rib really is, but uh, she's having a great time. According to the photo, uh, Phil has uh, a bit of a heat hack for us. Phil, what is it? Oh, honest to God, when I were a, when I were a lad, I used to work in Bradford Meat Market, <laughs> and uh, honest to God. If that were an education in itself, but what we used to do is we had a five-foot brine tub in the actual walk-in fridge. Right, so just to confirm that, in, in case someone didn't hear that at home, you had a five-foot brine tub. It, yeah, actually in the markets. I used to work for a guy called John Young in, in Bradford Meat Market. So he had a five-foot brine tub and it was full of ox tongues. Right. They were really cheap. <laughs> okay. They were really cheap to buy, yeah. but you had to store them in a brine tub and brine is probably the coldest thing you can do without it freezing because it's so full of salt and everything. Can I ask you, does it feel quite nice on your feet, though? Because I know, obviously, you know, ox tongues... I bet it does feel beautiful. The only problem you've got is that brine tubs with with the ox tongues, the back of the ox tongue, used to have all the detritus attached to it. You've turned me vegan during this call. Can I just say, right, by the way, my mum and dad are the only people I know who still have tongue sandwiches. And that's not a nookie thing, all right? That's what they have. If they take it on, they go on a trip, they'll have a tongue sandwich. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good to be back. Good to be back. Anyway, if you're listening to this now and you still have a tongue sandwich and not the other type, if you have a tongue sandwich, get in touch with the show, 81215. You're a good lad. All the best, man. Andy Welcome, who's got a fantastic name, says, we've got the fan on and my wife has a little anti-hair frizz spray bottle filled with water in it and she sprays it at the fan so it comes back at her and me and we get a nice cooling spray. Little quick vote out of the two names we've had so far this show. Andy Welcome or Caitlin Halfacre? What's the better name? I'm still leaning towards Caitlin Halfacre. That's a great name. I feel like she's got a computer game <laughs> named after her that's got something to do with horses. Uh, Zane says, here's a tip, get a wheelie bin, make sure it's clean, fill it up with water, get a stepladder instant plunge pool. Uh, and Dean says I put my football kit in the fridge before five aside uh, last night. It cooled me down for two minutes. After that, I was knackered. 
Claire says, you can't beat a tongue sandwich. I ordered tongue whilst living in Belgium. It came in a covered bowl. I opened said bowl and there was an actual tongue as an entire thing. Taste buds and all, not even sliced. She says the moral of the story is never trust anything that's covered. Grim, really grim. Quite grim. Uh, the home time hot desk is well and truly open with your tales of heat and hacks and how to cope with it. Emma, describe what you're doing right now. I'm sitting with my feet in a washing up bowl full of cold water. Wow. And does that feel good? I, I reckon that sounds pretty good. It does, yeah. To yeah, clarify, there isn't, uh, like, mugs and cutlery around your feet, is there? <laughs> no, I did take them out first. Good. the sharp knives. So does that mean you've got a spare um, washing up bowl? Or you've been using the one that you normally have? To be honest. Well, I use the normal one, but I've got a dishwasher, so good to I'm know. not going to put my plates into a bowl where my cheesy feet have been. No. I, don't, I don't want to be pedantic, though, but you're still going to put that bowl back back in the sink after this. Yeah, but I couldn't get my feet in the sink. Otherwise, I no. get on the water surface. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go. I don't know where no, to go with this. No, no, no. Just, are you are you working at the same time, Emma? What's, what what is going on aside from the washing up bowl and the feet? Yeah, I'm working. I'm sitting at my desk at home working, and yeah, I just thought a colleague suggested it. She's been using her son's paddling pool. And I haven't got a paddling pool, so I thought, <laughs> until I can get a bucket, a big bucket from my yard where my horses are, yep. I will use the washing up bowl. Brilliant. And what, what line of work are you involved in? Just if anyone's making a phone call today or dealing with someone in a professional capacity, there's an undercurrent or a chance that they could have their feet in the dish, the dish bucket or whatever it is. <laughs> Dishwasher. <laughs> no, I work in waste. Okay. Waste management. That so, kind of makes sense. Um, <laughs> I couldn't get my feet in the wheelie bin either. <laughs> oh, Emma, what a call. Thank you. <laughs> okay, cheers. So I've got a new mate. It's an animal, but it isn't mine. I should explain. Why? I've been cat-sitting again for uh, for the neighbours over the last uh, fortnight, actually. Do you live next door to Judith Chalmers? <laughs> <laughs> You're forever cat-sitting. <laughs> uh, they've got two cats. Um, one of them, I can't actually even remember the name of it and barely see it, but it eats its food. Right. The other one, called Gypsy, absolutely loves me and over the last fortnight has becoming closer and closer and closer to the stage that yesterday I'm sat there reading my book in the garden at the end of the day she sat there with me on the little sofa yeah. curled up next to me I'm making <laughs> breakfast this morning she sat there in the kitchen just looking up at me I'm watching telly she sat there in the middle of the carpet sleeping I'm playing on my Xbox she sat at the patio door I'm not going to let anything disturb <laughs> me during that but it's really weird I've always been a dog person never a cat person but this is the first time over this weekend just gone where I've thought to myself, oh, do you know what? This little mate, I could, I could, I could go with that. Do you know what, right? I, I obviously, obviously, you've put videos of this cat on Instagram and you've been off like the week just gone and she was all over you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I was yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. little bit, yeah. almost a bit jealous. Like, yeah. you know, rubbing up against your leg <laughs> while you're reading your book. I was like, have some self-respect, Gypsy, for crying out loud. But it's the great thing. It's an animal, mate, but it's not mine. I don't have the, I don't have the pet fees. I don't have the food fees. Good point. I don't have that responsibility, but I've got the friendship. It'd be interesting to see what happens when the neighbours get back, whether she'll just ditch me, I don't know. But do you have, like, a an animal, mate, that isn't yours? It's, it's a wonderful feeling. Because sometimes you might get to the point where you, you're not, like, full f- friends with the animal, but you have like a, a connection like for example I mentioned this on the show before but when Thea was born and she wouldn't sleep I used to rock her to sleep in the window yeah. upstairs and at the same time every night I would see this badger do you remember the badger I, I do to remember it. the badger yeah um, and I, I always think about that badger and think like 
you know, is he still there? Maybe he's called like Gypsy or something like that. He's got like a cool little name as well. Maybe the Badger thinks about you, thinking, is that poor fella still rocking that kid in that window? Well, maybe a one night we'll both look out the window, we'll look up from the alleyway and we'll both catch eyes just for a second. I think about him a lot. Do you feel like you've gone too far? Like, there is going to be a, a situation when your neighbour returns, mm-hmm. like... Like, who's got custody of the cat? Because Gypsy clearly loves you guys at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Clearly at the moment, the way you're asking that question suggests that you think that's what's going to happen. I think that that is what is going to happen. Horrible thing to say. Well, well, I just, I, you've got some tough choices ahead of you. We'll have, to see. We'll have to see. Sham says, not our cat. Uh, that's what we call it at our house. Not our cat. Swans around as if he owns the place. Not content with basking in our garden. He frequently hides in the garage. Makes himself at home inside the house if the door's open. Does this to the neighbours as well. None of us have any idea where he actually lives. Love that he's called Not Our Cat. Uh, Richard Cavalier, another fantastic name into the show this evening. Get some beauties tonight. <laughs> he says, the other day I was talking to my neighbour when all her pets decided they want to see me as well. Rebecca says, we're currently on holiday in Somerset and these guys haven't left us alone since we arrived. And it's a photo of a load of sheep in a field. She says they just stand and stare at us through our window. Anyone else, when they see sheep on holiday or abroad, abroad or rural places, anyone else try and communicate with them? <laughs> I always, whenever I see sheep, I always go, bah. They must hate that sheep. Like, you idiots, leave us alone. As if we can understand that. Uh, we have a family of sparrows that nested in the wall of our house. Dad's named the parents Dave and Davina over the last few days. So like the, that. Uh, the Roberts family. Really nice. Simon, got an animal mate that isn't yours? Oh, we got a bat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. How does that come about? I don't know. We got uh, we got a new build house, and um, uh, ever since we moved in, literally ten past ten every night, we can look outside our double doors, and he's just there, around there doing a couple of laps of the garden. Goes about four or five times, and then disappears again. Wow, and that's amazing. So you've you've kind of made friends with a bat. Have you have you named it? And have you done anything where you can like leave food out for it or try to communicate with it? Apart from my uh, my youngest daughter coming out to try and uh, get a glimpse of it. No, she's uh, she's undecided on the name. So we're leaving that up to her. What was the name of the bat that had, like, wings of steel in that cartoon when we were kids? Batfink. That's it, yes. Batfink, yes. Call it Batfink. Sounds better than Bertie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Keep us posted, though. We're quite intrigued by this this, uh, blossoming friendship between the two of you. Yeah, yeah. My partner Norman had a snail he befriended by the front door, says this text. It befriended a snail. Befriended a snail. We want to hear about your, your animal mates that aren't yours. Uh, this goes on to say it was initially attracted to the ashtray. Uh, but then who knew snails smoked? Didn't realise. Uh, it was initially attracted to the ashtray, then he started feeding it lettuce. It even spoke to him, claimed my partner. Turns out it was actually a noise made by his foot. OK, sounds like there's... Um... Certain stuff going on in their house, which they're dealing with. Carl in Shropshire says, Bush and Ritchie, I've had the neighbour's young cow in our field the last six days and they haven't asked for it back yet. Uh, This text says, I live down a busy residential road in Brentwood and we have a peacock who's been there for two years. No one knows where he came from. He wakes everyone up shrieking in the middle of the night, pops everywhere, chases cars, but I think the roads still love him. Wow. So he's, he's, he's actually got a great relationship with the entire road there. Up with the uh, the bat as one of the most uh, exotic animal mates we've had reported so far. I'd love to be friends with a peacock. <laughs> be great. Now, Simon, uh, as a dog mate that isn't his, uh, where's this come about, Simon? Uh, I, I deliver Chinese for the local takeaway, and to be honest, I've got about four or five of them now, and they all love me because they always carry half a pot, but I'm in the pocket. Uh, when, the, when the people going to get the money, you know what it's like, I'll oh, go and get the money now, mate. Off they go. I feed the dog. So give it a little cheeky pop of them. 
I'm like Dr. Doolittle, it's all he's done. Yeah, you think I'm fantastic. That's so cool. If I was you, so you're walking around at any point in the evening with two or three poppadoms stuffed in your pockets. <laughs> Surely they break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, not full size, though, only like maybe like a little quarter of one, maybe like that. Do wow. the owners know that you're feeding their dogs poppadoms? No, and I've been doing it for about six months. I've got one Labrador, he's absolutely obsessed with me. And he actually, the owner says to me, I'm not joking, when I put that phone down, he's waiting by the door. He must know you're coming. Do you, you are like a, a tandoori Terry Nutkins <laughs> with the way that you're giving the animals this stuff. This is great. And, and what kind of, what flavour of poppadoms they like? We're, we're fans of a Peshwari naan on this show. No, it's, it's got to be a plain poppadom. Once I actually mess it up and I give it the spicy one, it wasn't a happy bear, to be honest. Yeah, you don't, I mean, they're <laughs> delicate little stomachs. You don't want to be going spicy. <laughs> Yeah, you know what it's like then, because then you may be, you know, oh, a little bit of a chippy belly, you know, you don't want it's like deli belly, something like that, so... Well, there you go. Keep it, keep it plain, keep it simple, ask my mother. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. Not surprised to hear that, Simon. <laughs> Into the final hour of the show, dropping off, picking up, sat in the car park like Parker from Thunderbirds and don't even get a word of thanks. Whether you are motivated by fame or hearing your name on the radio or just the recognition for giving somebody a lift, we want to hear from you for tonight's Hometime Taxi Club. Don't suffer in silence, get the credit you deserve. We've got Grant on the line. Grant, what are you up to? I've just dropped my son off. He's just finished work. He's just finished work. I've just dropped him off to his um, driving theory test today. Oh. He's just gone in and I'm waiting. So, what's your son's name? How old is he? And is he quite nervous or is he quite calm about this? He was quite confident. Um, his name's Harry Della and he's 18. Now, this is an interesting one because obviously with the Taxi Club, it's all about uh, saluting those people who are uh, giving lifts, not getting the reward and all that kind of thing. If this all goes well for Harry, you will be soon yeah. losing the taxi gig. Uh, no, I've got another son that will no doubt step in his place. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hope maybe that your your kids then and Harry or whatever could be picking you up from a night out at some point in the not too distant future and pay that favour back? Oh, definitely. That's on the cards. Me and yeah. the wife have waited for that one. I remember as a kid myself, my dad, the trade-off of him taking me out as I was learning with my old plates on was I'd have to run into the golf club. Fantastic. Swings and roundabouts, <laughs> isn't he? He's playing the long game. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the moment, it's lots of swings, though. That's the trouble. <laughs> Good to speak to you, man, and best of luck. Uh, pass on our best to Harry. Will do. Thanks very much. Now, the next cab off the rank uh, is Adrian's. Tell us about your fare. Uh, basically, um, yeah, I, 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 I uh, take my son uh, swimming training. He swims for Eastleigh Swimming Club. Right, OK. How many, how many days a week are you doing that, and what times? Oh, right, OK. So it's uh, uh, three mornings, uh, two evenings. The mornings... Wow. Are uh, quarter to five we get up, oh. uh, and then I drop him off at swimming training. Sit outside until seven o'clock. Oh my word! What Adrian, every morning four forty-five, <laughs> three mornings a week to drop off yeah, your ladder yeah. swimming training. Yeah, and then uh, and then twice in the evenings as well. So we'll do we'll do an evening swim. Um, and so sometimes it's uh, uh, um, land training as well, but uh, I usually drive back home for that. So. Wow. So, I mean, if, so, if say someone's putting their, their, their kid through like the football side of things, you've got that outside chance they might come back and be paid £50,000 a week and play for a Premier League team. What's what's the comeback for you on the swimming thing if if, if he makes the, well, the next level? he's hoping to be the next Adam Peaty. So his name's Danny. Uh, he's 13 uh, and he wants to... 
He wants to be like Alan Peaty. So right. He's a... Let's think about this, all right? Let's think about this, because you hear about this, people that put bets on sort of like in like years and years and years' time. So we've got Tokyo this year, which is a year's late. So the next Olympics, three years' time. So is your lad going to be ready three years' time for that Olympics? Put a little bet on. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. He, you know, if he if he trains well and and uh, his coach thinks he's got something good, so. Um, but genuinely, yeah. we are going to go down the bookies. So, what's his name and what year? <laughs> <laughs> his name is uh, his name is Danny Birch. Yeah. And remember that name. And he wants to be the next Adam Peaty. So. All right. Okay. You heard about it on yeah. Home Time. We'll go for a slap up Weatherspoons if <laughs> if this all comes in. What about that? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. I, I want him to to uh, uh, repay all this uh, sitting around waiting for them. Well, it's an honour that you have Absolute Radio on in these moments where you are sitting around and waiting, so we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Good luck, chaps. Well done. Thanks, Adrian. Thank you. Bye. I've often wondered, what do actual taxi drivers think of the Hometime Taxi Club? I hope they don't mind it. I hope they like it, and we're bigging them up. Lee's got in touch, says, I am a London cabbie. I have a London cabbie in the back right now. We're en route to a taxi garage to collect his cab. It's Taxi Inception. Well, someone get Leonardo DiCaprio's agent on the phone. Time for just one more person to be inducted into tonight's Hometime Taxi Club. And a worthy inductee as well. We've got Duncan on the line. Who do you ferry around? Well, it's my wife. So she has to set her alarm for 5.30 when she's working, but she's incapable of getting out of bed. So I actually have to get up when her alarm goes off, make her two cups of tea to get her kind of woken up and ready. Um, If she's working at the weekend, I'll drive her into work. And if she looks like she's going to miss her bus, then I'll drive her into work during the week. Wow, this is an unbelievable supporting role here. My mum and dad have exactly the same relationship. My mum is a nightmare for waking up, will sleep for any alarm. And my dad's the one who's always making sure she's asking for five more minutes and all that kind of thing and making sure she's not oversleeping. So how did you get into the situation where you're making sure she's getting up all the time? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> and I don't know how to get out of it either. <laughs> i tell you what I need to do. Aside from the whole taxi club sort of thing here, you need to start really making very bad cups of tea. Yeah, awful ones, really weak ones. It's not in my nature. I'm known for my tea. I can't. I can't turn on the tea. Do you know what? I can't that, do it. That was a test. You passed. We respect you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to clarify what I was saying at the beginning. Um, it's a sweat canal, basically. Your ear. Your, your ear. Okay. So it's wa- wax is sweat. Imagine if every other part of your body did you have sweated a fall? Wax. Did you have a fall on your holiday or anything happen to you? Just, <laughs> you come back not quite the same. I don't know what it is. Honestly, I feel good. 